This is Marketing Trends, your number one source for exclusive interviews with chief marketing officers and executive marketing leaders in the Fortune 1000 and beyond. This is Jeremy Bergeron, and I interview, collaborate, and partner with world-class CMOs and marketing leaders across industries. Hey, everybody, welcome back to Marketing Trends. We're back in the virtual studio. We're back in the house. It is March 2023 when we're recording this conversation. Um, I'm super pumped to introduce, I know I sound like a broken record, but another incredible marketing and communications leader. Let me tell you about our guest today, Michael Kay. Michael is the Director of Brand and Communications at OKCupid. If you don't know about OKCupid, you may not have electricity because it's one of the world's largest dating apps. Now, Michael leads PR, programming, influencer marketing, social media. He's really sitting at the, you know, thinking about the story of OKCupid. He's really influencing that game across a myriad of channels in the US, across Europe, uh, Oceania, Middle East. I mean, a lot of visibility, a lot of capacity in terms of what he's doing. Now, he's also been featured in a few. I want to I want to list some of these these amazing channels he's been featured in because Michael knows this game well. I mean, he's already been in ABC News. He's already been in Ad Age. Let's go CBS. Let's go Business Insider. Maybe you heard of Forbes. Maybe you heard of the New York Times. I'll keep going. PR Week, Vice, The Washington Post. I mean, the list goes on and on. I don't know how Michael does this, but he also is like an adjunct instructor at, at NYU. So he's also teaching and running communications and influencer marketing at OKCupid. So Michael, I'll shut up. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks for being a part of Marketing Trends. We're super stoked to have you. Thank you so much for having me. And I hope everyone from now on introduces me like that on Zoom in everyday meetings. Look, it's it's clear to me that you you love what you do. Like I, I like I mean, as I like looked at your LinkedIn profile, I saw your background. I see the things that you're at least up to from 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 the outside looking in. I mean, you're you're doing some really cool things. It leads me to believe that you just love storytelling. You love brand development. Is that true, or is that just complete and utter nonsense? No, you're you're absolutely right. And I think you know when you look at what I do in my day to day between communications and influencer marketing and partnerships and social media that common thread is storytelling for the brand um which I obviously do through both earned and paid co- uh, tactics but storytelling it's always been my thing okay okay so before we get too far cuz I want to get into that for sure Describe kind of for our audience, like what's you, your role? Like you have this role, you're also doing a lot of things inside the brand. And then if people don't know about OKCupid, tell the world about OKCupid and how you're supporting that brand. Yeah, absolutely. So for anyone who's unfamiliar, OKCupid is one of the biggest dating apps in the world. And we've been around for almost two decades. So we're one of the OGs in this space. We have a lot of firsts under our belt, especially in the inclusivity space, which is what originally attracted me to work here. Um, and then really why I fell in love with the brand. And then in terms of what I'm you know, doing day to day, I was brought on in summer 2019 to lead public relations, working really closely with our former CMO and have you know, since gotten the opportunity to expand the brand globally and launch us via 
comms and PR in Australia, Germany, Israel, the UK, Turkey. So have been able to work with incredible partners in markets all around the world and also look at how dating relationships and really human behavior is kind of different all around the world. Now, you've also, look, you've been inside of this brand and this industry for almost four years now um, as like, you know, as a leader inside the space. And I saw a recent article that said there's more than 1,500 dating apps available. There may even be, you probably have even more accurate data, but 1,500 or more dating apps available Knowing that you've been in this really rapidly evolving world, but inside of the dating industry, inside of a rapidly evolving world, it's got to be interesting the past couple of years for you. How do you view the kind of landscape today? And with so many, there's a lot of apps, a lot of opportunities. What have you witnessed the past few years in the space that you're so engaged in? Yeah, absolutely. So I think when, when OKCupid started, there wasn't a ton of competition out there. There was Match.com and a really small handful of other dating apps or dating websites. We actually started as a dating website as well. Um, and obviously most of our users now are on mobile apps. So if you look at you know the past 20 years, we've seen significant changes in terms of tech and the platforms that we're operating on. And we've seen a huge shift from website or desktop to mobile. That was a huge transition. I think Tinder really revolutionized the online dating world um, and created a mobile first dating space. So I think that's the biggest trend we or the biggest change we've seen over the past two decades. But if you look at the past few years, there has just been a significant increase in new players entering this space. It feels like every single day. And a lot of them tend to be targeting niche audiences like BLK for Black people or Mm -hmm. TISPA for Hispanic and Latinos. At OkCupid, the way we've sort of looked at this is we try to be a dating app for everyone. We want to make sure that if you are choosing OkCupid as your dating app of choice, even though most people are on multiple dating apps at a time, that we're doing it in a way where everyone, regardless of how you identify or what kind of relationship you're looking for, whether that's you know polyamorous or not, that we're making you feel welcome and accepted. And you know, I nodded to this earlier that we have so many firsts under our belt, and those firsts are the first to expand gender and orientation options for users, the first to introduce a pronouns feature. And I bring that up here because one of the biggest trends I've seen over the last few years is these mainstream leading dating apps adopting many of our features, adopting this idea of inclusivity. And we're, of course, really proud to be the first, but I still think it's so great to see competitors in our space really prioritizing inclusivity on dating apps because we're a platform, all dating apps are, a platform that's just so personal to people. I love that you mentioned, I was going to ask about the kind of gender identity options. I think that's one of the ways that OkCupid really got ahead of the pack in Mm -hmm. 2021. When I think you guys were the first app to enable users to select from like a suite of sexuality and gender identity options. That's huge. But in terms of rolling, how do you roll out that change? That's pretty huge. That's pretty massive. Yeah. So we actually did it way before 2021. We We always had multiple options for people to choose from. We were just the first leading dating app to really expand those, and we've continued to expand those. So what you were referencing in 2021 is we used to have over 
right before that, over 40 options for people to choose from. In 2021, we said, you know, there's a new generation. There's Gen Z coming up. We have, you know, more LGBTQ plus daters in the world than ever before. How are we continuing to adapt to changing times? And we looked at how people were identifying and decided to add in 19 new identities for queer people. So now, if you come to OkCupid today you, and you are LGBTQ+, you have over 60 identities that you can choose from. And we understand that not everyone fits into a singular box. So you can choose up to five different identities. And we do that because when you're looking for a relationship, when you're looking for that you know human connection with someone, you really can't do it if you're not showing up as your full self. So we want to make that a lot easier for you. Is there like a certain, you know, persona avatar user for the app? Because, you know, I would imagine OkCupid has a wide range of people. I mean, Generation X and Baby Boomers and Gen Z and Millennials. And you have a, probably a wide range of people using the app right now. But in those kind of buckets, I guess the first part of the question is like, is there kind of one persona, like one avatar, like as you're thinking about story and thinking about narrative that you're talking to? Or are you going into these buckets with real like specific, you know, messaging and content layered in to reach that audience because they might use the app in different ways or might engage with the brand in different ways? How do you think about that? Yeah, that's a great question. And and to your point, we do have a wide range of users. We have Gen Zers dating on OkCupid, all the way up to baby boomers dating on OkCupid. Mm-hmm. The way we speak to all these different audiences is through our product. So if you haven't been on OkCupid before, or if you haven't read about us, we our core product differentiator is our in-app matching questions. These are what power our algorithm in connecting people based on how compatible we think you are based on the responses to our questions. And there's thousands of questions about dating relationships and sex, but also everything that's top of mind to anybody. So we have questions about climate change, racial justice, LGBTQ rights, reproductive health care, the list goes on. And it's through these questions that we can create a localized, personalized experience for really any dater. So we have questions that in that are specific to your country in over 30 countries all around the world because what's top of mind to me in New York City is going to be different than someone who's dating in London or Tel Aviv or Mumbai and we also have questions that are specific to the LGBTQ+ community and even within that set of questions there are questions that you see if you're a bisexual dater or questions you will see if you are a gay dater. So we use this like core product differentiator to speak to all these different audiences so that when you come to OkCupid and you're experiencing the app, it feels like we're talking directly to you. Wow. You talked about the in, kind of in-app uh, matching questions. And I just imagine like the wealth of data and and story you have just at your fingertips, given all the you know people that have been on the app and are creating profiles every single day and for you know months and years and you know even decades, some people are those like specific to like OKCupid's okay, kind of algorithm and how they is it really like proprietary IP that's like specifically created by OKCupid okay, or are you just pulling questions knowing that these are you know what does that look like? Because it feels like that layer could be really interesting. Yeah, so our matching questions are written by us here at OKCupid. 
Okay. And they are really popular. So our questions were answered 500 million times in Whoa. 2022 alone and Whoa. almost 10 billion times since Whoa. we launched back in 2004. So Whoa. these are really core to who OkCupid is. They inspire the matches that are made on OkCupid, but also everything we're doing from a communications and marketing and marketing standpoint. So that's been really interesting. And when you are on OkCupid, if you see another profile, you will actually notice a match percentage at the top of that profile. That's a number that tells you how compatible you are with this person based on what you said you're looking for, what they said they're looking for, and how you both have answered our matching questions. So if you click that percentage, it actually brings you to a new screen where you can see everywhere you've agreed and everywhere you've disagreed. And to take that even further, we weight our questions. So when you answer a question on an OkCupid, you rank how important that question is to you. Mm. I love horror movies. I drink iced coffee every day. I do not need my boyfriend to love horror movies or coffee as much as I do. What I do need, though, is him to support the Black Lives Matter movement and believe climate change is real and be voting in every single election. So we understand that what's important to people plays a role in this, too. That's awesome. And then you have such you're aligning so many values and connecting points that are important to each each person, which, again, just makes that match so much stronger. And I, I think that's amazing. Um, OK, enter. Dun, 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 ChatGPT, right? I know OkCupid, right, has been utilizing ChatGPT to help users on their journey to find love. I, I love this. I'm, I'm, on, I'm on the side of the house that's bullish on ChatGPT. It's already been tremendous in a myriad of ways for me as a host and a strategist. I mean, I just love the technology. I think it's incredible. Um, but just tell me kind of what what it looks like behind the scenes. What have you what have you been noticing and, and what are you excited about? Give us all the juicy stuff around ChatGPT and OkCupid. Yeah. So obviously over the past couple of years, we've seen that AI has been a really hot topic. And recently in the past couple of months, ChatGPT has just been, you know, dominating conversations online and offline. So amongst my friends, but also on Twitter and other platforms. So coming into 2023, I thought, let me do a little bit of digging on this topic. And in January, there was a 91% increase in mentions of artificial intelligence and ChatGPT on OkCupid profiles compared to the month prior so I started to look into how our daters feel about ChatGPT and found that daters who were open to it, maybe even found it exciting, get 40% more matches than people who were, you know, a little bit nervous about ChatGPT, thought it was a little bit too big brother. And one Friday night, I was sitting on my couch. I swear I have a life normally, but I was, you know, <laughs> relaxing at home and I thought, you know, there hasn't been a dating app yet that has capitalized on ChatGBT. And because of our questions, we're primed to be the one doing this. So I opened the platform for the first time and I asked it two questions. What would you ask on a date? And what would you ask on a dating app? And I added in, you know, half a dozen of those questions. And they were about everything from what you value most in a partner to how you can balance your own needs with the needs of a partner in a relationship. And after launch, they were answered 
hundreds and hundreds of thousands of times. And it became, you know, such a popular story for us. Again, going back to that idea that my role is really grounded in storytelling. You know, Fast Company was covering this, Mashable, TechCrunch, pretty every publication you can imagine. So we've actually committed to adding chat GBT generated questions every single month in 2023. Wow, that's huge. I mean, wow, what, what potential exists there? I mean, so much to explore. And you see what happens when the director of brand and communication starts tinkering with chat GPT. You see what happens, people. It starts, it starts, it starts influencing the app itself, which I love it. Um, that's really cool. Um, are there other like kind of key data points or anything that you're looking for when you try to determine like how the brand is performing like this year? What are some of the things you're paying attention to? Um, in terms of like how the brand is performing, we're obviously always looking at downloads and registration. So, you know, how many people are downloading OkCupid from the app store, but also how many people are taking more action and actually creating a profile. And then because of our questions, we're always looking at, how many responses they're getting? Is this more compared to the year prior or less? Um, you know, what's interesting with our questions is we really listen to our data. So we're not only adding questions that we find interesting here internally, we look at what we call skip rates. So there's no questions that are mandatory on OkCupid and we'll track the skip rate of every single question. And if we notice a few questions are being skipped at higher rates than others, that tells us what's important to daters in that market. So, for example, in the United States, politics, huge topic, huge conversation starter, huge deal breaker for daters. Our questions on this you know, category have been answered hundreds of millions of times and counting. It's really popular for us. But when we look at other markets like Israel, for example, those types of questions have a little bit of a higher skip rate than they do here in the United States. That tells us we have to scale back on those types of questions in Israel. And we do that for all our markets. So we're a very data-driven company. We're always looking at performance really across the board, activity and engagement on our app and finding out how we can, you know, create a better experience for anybody. That's tremendous. Yeah. I think it's just, it's like the, the brand gets smarter, the engage, you know, the, the, as the world, as the user gets smarter, you know, you on the brand side, the storytelling side also gets smarter and just creating such a potent experience when anytime someone engages with the brand at any level, any, you know, whether they're a visiting user or a first time user or a repeat user, it's like they get to experience this in a really meaningful way, which is, great for the dating world. It's great. It's a win, win, win all the way around. And so I think it's so amazing. Are there any like other product features that you, OkCupid has introduced lately that you can chat about and exi are excited about in addition to the, the chat GPT stuff? Yeah, absolutely. So we were the first dating app to create what we call profile badges. And these are mm. badges that go on people's profile to signal to other daters what's important to them. The first one we introduced was called the Right to Love Badge. And that was in partnership with ACLU. And it was to support marriage equality here in the United States. We've since introduced several badges, including a Climate Change Advocate Badge, all the way to a Game of Thrones Badge, which was launched around the series finale a few years ago. A couple years ago, and this one's still live in the app, normally our badges last between one to three months maximum. But there was a law that came out of Texas in 2021 that essentially made abortion illegal in the state. 
And we've had a longstanding partnership and relationship with Planned Parenthood. We've released badges with them in the past. And we thought, absolutely not. This is a chance for us to make even more noise in this conversation. And we worked with Planned Parenthood and introduced an I'm pro-choice profile badge. And we've committed to keeping that badge up indefinitely, given everything that's happening in the reproductive healthcare space right now. So that's been our latest badge. We're leaving that turned on. And well over 1.2 million people have already added it to their profiles on OkCupid. Now, you're also involved in the influencer marketing stuff and the social media stuff as well and leading that strategy. What are you paying attention to right now? What are you kind of, what are you paying, what are you measuring in terms of success there? Um, Yeah, what's kind of getting you excited about that world? Any upcoming campaigns or strategies you want to share? Yeah, so we were one of the first dating apps, um, definitely within the match group portfolio and maybe overall to start testing on TikTok which has you know, proven really successful for us. We've done a lot of different influencer marketing campaigns in that space. We work with Influential as our agency partner, and you know, they've done incredible work for us. It's allowed us to speak directly to BIPOC and LGBTQ plus users and audiences, but also anyone who's really single. Um, and then... I also obviously oversee our own channel. So our Instagram and Twitter and all our social media platforms and, you know, everything that we're doing goes back to our question. So recently I've been looking at what's top of mind for our daters. There are so many little communities within the OkCupid space that we're starting to lean into a little bit more. So for example, there's a lot of gamers on OkCupid. We haven't done a lot in the gaming space. So when I'm thinking about our social media strategy in 2023 and beyond, I want us to do a better job at speaking to the daters that are on OkCupid and not being as broad or general as we have in the past, you know, looking at these niche audiences and finding ways to connect with them. We also know that there are a lot of sex positive people on OkCupid. There are a lot of open people on OkCupid. So I think in 2023, what we're looking at is having a more defined brand voice on social and leaning into these conversations and identities that we're seeing on our app instead of shying away from them simply because there might be a taboo tied to it okay. or stigma. Are there any are there any kind of other favorite like favorite campaigns that you've worked on like thinking in your last like f- few years or even something that's on your plate right now? Um, what are some of the yeah, other favorite stuff you've worked on or excited to have uh, had a part in creating? One of them is definitely um, a badge that we released a few years ago. So for anyone who hasn't worked at a mobile app or, you know, a dating app or, you know, social media app, there's a lot of time and work that goes into these different product features. Our badges typically take about three to six months of planning between product teams and marketing teams, defining the rationale and strategy for it, how much of a need is it, the name of it, the design of it, getting it built within the app. And in the summer of 2020, after George Floyd was was murdered here in the United States, we knew as a very progressive brand and one with a diverse group of employees and users that we had to say something. And we said something very quickly. 
but we also knew we had to do something. And for us, donations are the easiest thing to do. We did it. But we thought, okay, how else can we actually make an impact on what's happening in this country and and really around the world when it comes to racial injustices? So we first added a few questions about racial justice to our app to help people have these really awkward and uncomfortable conversations. And then one Tuesday afternoon, we thought, you know, why don't we add a badge? Why don't we create a Black Lives Matter badge and really make this top of mind for all our daters on our app? And everyone across the company, from product to design to marketing, literally every team dropped everything that they were doing. This badge was built and announced in 72 hours. So it went from an idea on Tuesday afternoon to Wednesday evening, I was pitching it to all my media friendlies and it was announced early Thursday morning. And to see all these people come together in, you know, such an efficient, powerful way. Um, We brought NAACP into the conversation. We spoke to different DE&I experts. I have never seen a company work as quickly as we did. And I would say that was definitely one of the most proudest moments I've had at OkCupid, although there's been many. Yeah, I'm sure. So many magical, I'm sure there's been magical moments because you, you, you're you at a cool intersection where you get to, you know, you get to as a marketer and as a leader and a brand leader, you get to stand kind of in the gap for human beings at a really cool place in their life while the world's, you know, changing and evolving around them. So you get to take a stand for really important issues, like as a leader and as a brand, and also like partner with these cool people called, you know, these users and visitors that also want to find ways to, you know, find their people inside of your platform, right? Like find your people, find your, your, uh, yeah, your folks. So I just, I think you have a really cool, yeah, opportunity. And I can see how engaging it would be now being a part of, I mean, look, I look at you as someone who's shaping the culture of dating, right? I mean, you are, you are very much and your team collaborating with the narrative that's, that's being shared to the world around dating in 2023. And so I love it, just how the, the inclusivity bar has just been raised and raised. And it's like, we're so much more inclusive now. And I mean, look how much work, look how fast things can be done. Look how fast, like you said, what can take months to plan can take literally hours to execute on when you have something as powerful as that example. So this is awesome. You know, another piece about, you know, moving quickly, obviously we're not all product people. So there might be a lot of marketers listening saying, okay, but we can't get a brand campaign or a marketing campaign or, you know, an influencer campaign up and running that quickly. And I want to shut that idea down as well. So we, you know, in 2020, right before the presidential election, we had been talking about the role of politics in dating for years. It was something that was a real passion project for our former CMO, Melissa Hobley, who's now the CMO at Tinder. And coming into a presidential year, you know, we thought, What can we do to make a little bit more noise? And we had an idea presented to us from Mischief, the creative agency. And I remember they presented a couple of ideas on a Thursday afternoon. And clearly a lot of good things happen on on afternoons. Um, (laughs) They presented one idea that really stood out to us, which was the campaign was called VILF. 
And it was all about flipping the script on a popular acronym, which many people might know, DILF or MILF. I'm not going to say what it stands for here, but you can guess. And we thought, why don't we just do VILF? And it's voter I'd like to have fun with and really make voting sexy again. And we quickly approved you know, this idea. We decided to jump on it by early the following week. We had a ton of collateral created. We had street teams on the ground in Washington, D.C. And the following week, we had a huge campaign announcement. And what's interesting about this story is that two weeks prior to that, we had already announced a Voter 2020 badge. So we got all this incredible top-tier press coverage on a new badge related to voting and then had to go back to the same reporters at the same outlets and give them a campaign on the same exact topic. And guess what? It was all covered all over again because it was such a strong story, but it just goes back to this idea that yes, you should do your research and, you know, think strategically about an announcement. But I think sometimes we get so caught up in our own heads And we drag on and we just miss the moment. And I think what OkCupid does really well is we jump into these trends, into these conversations, and we just know how to move really quickly. Wow. Well, let us know what's in store for OkCupid this year. What do you see is happening for the brand? What are you excited about this year for OkCupid and for yourself personally or just professionally yourself? But what's in store for Michael as well? Yeah, so I think for this is going to be a really exciting, interesting year for OKCupid. There's going to be a lot of noise that is made later this year, closely around summer. So keep an eye out for what's to come. I also am excited to see how we shift strategies and tactics across social platforms. I'm really interested in, you know, redefining this legacy brand. Um, really having a crisp tone of voice, brand voice, figuring out who we are in 2023. I think that'll be really exciting. And for me, I'm just excited about all these new responsibilities that come with my role. I'm really excited to be part of, you know, influencer marketing for OkCupid, social media for OkCupid. Um, I'm looking forward to different brand partnerships that we'll be testing this year. So very busy behind the scenes, all really great stuff. It's awesome. Well, I know I speak for myself and the production team. We are excited for you. We're excited for the brand separately and excited for you. I mean, as long as you two keep dancing together, I feel like great stories are going to be told and great people will find matches. So congrats to you. Let's get into some fun lightning round questions before we end up. Are you ready for some fun questions? I hope I'm ready. Okay. Now these are lightning rounds, so don't think too hard about these. Try to go quick if you can, and I'll, I'll run through these. Okay. First question is, what is the funniest thing you've ever witnessed during a Zoom meeting? A coworker singing during a company-wide Zoom, not realizing that they were not on. <laughs> That's hilarious. Uh, what is your maybe least favorite PR buzzword or least favorite marketing buzzword or just least favorite business buzzword? Bandwidth. I don't have much of it, but I'm tired of hearing it. That's great. Um, If you could have any upgrade to your work from home setup, what would it be? Oh, I'm simple. A comfortable chair. Okay. What is the first thing you thought about this morning when you woke up? Coffee. 
Same. We had the same thought. Um, if you could use marketing and storytelling to send a message to the entire world sponsored by Michael K, what would it be? This is cheesy, but be kind. Channel your energy into artists and brands and celebrities, shows, whatever that you love versus the ones you hate. Love that. What is one popular thing or activity that you wish you enjoyed more? Mm, I love cycling, reading, running, watching movies and TV, so I'm pretty basic. Okay, okay. Um, What would be the title of Michael K's unauthorized biography? How to do it all. Love that title. Okay. What's the best business advice you've ever received? Help everyone that you possibly can along the way. Love that as well. You're nailing it today, Michael. Couple more. Um, If you were to devote the rest of your life to philanthropy, what cause would you choose? Well, I'm already on the board of the Human Rights Campaign, so full LGBTQ plus equality would remain my cause. Okay. And lastly, any items on your kind of business bucket list or personal bucket list for the rest of the year? Create something that I own, a book, podcast, that's been on my radar for a little while. I love it. Well, I'm very bullish on that and I am cheering you on in that capacity. I hope you do one, if not all of those things you mentioned. I think you could have a real stake in the game on all of them. Uh, Thank you so much for being here, Michael. This was incredible. Let's stay connected and we wish you the best this year as you continue on with OkCupid. Thanks so much for having me. You have eight seconds to make a connection or risk a click away onto the next topic. The difference lies in your ability to deliver relevant experiences to your audience across devices and across channels. But delivering on a really great experience is impossible without the right people and the right technology. You've got the right people, but your technology choices will make or break someone's experience with your brand. At the center of gravity of your digital experience, Brightspot Content Management System can deliver relevant content, personalized experiences, and cross-channel synergies to create unforgettable brand experiences. So you can be a bright spot in someone's day. Head over to brightspot.com forward slash marketing trends to find out right now. From global crisis to hunger relief efforts, the messages you deliver save lives, inform important decision-making, and help keep communities safe and sound. The speed and scale of your content needs to be delivered faster and on a much larger scale. Brightspot Content Management System has supported some of the world's largest brands to communicate on a global scale. From Johnson & Johnson sharing critical information with their customers to helping Whole Foods tell their brand story to a global audience. Brightspot is designed to handle rapid iteration and personalized messages to those you care about most. Learn more at brightspot.com forward slash marketing trends.